This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott, or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Books, and we're here with a recap of the two-hour finale here with our Tough as Nails Savage crew. First, here with us, a woman who uh, nailed, once again, the Tough as Nails edgic. Here she is, Jessica Lee. Jess, how are you? Great, Rob. Uh, before we get started, I have a message going yes. out to an audience of one. This one goes out to Phil Kogan. Yes. Phil, your challenge, should you accept it for season five of Tough as Nails? Tell the story in a way that I don't peg the winner in the first half of the season. Okay. <laughs> All right. Challenge may be accepted. It's uh, balls in your court, Phil. Hmm. The pickleball is now in your court. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Just throwing down the gauntlet, of course, uh, here with a man who, uh, of course, is uh, ne- his tongue is never in knots like Mr. Ruz Rope. Uh, it's Mike Blue. Mike, how are you? Yeah, but I have a tough time reeling things back in. Once it's out there, I have a tough time Once bringing it back. There. I'm like Tanithia on the spool. Yeah, happy that Jess was throwing it down like three sandbags at once to see if the, the wrestling promo that we created, if Phil will respond. 180 pounds of shade. <laughs> wow. All right, uh, Jess is fired up here tonight here for the finale, uh, and it was a fun one, and we'll break it all down for Tough as Nails, which uh, Tough as Nails uh, in the CBS News. It is going to be uh, back for Tough as Nails season five officially. 
Congratulations to everybody. Very excited. Yeah, more yeah, tough as nails. Was, I mean, it was news, but I'll put quotations around the N-E-W of that, considering Tough as Nails technically got renewed for season five a year ago. In March 2022, it was announced that it was coming back for season five. Season five has yet to film, but it has been officially announced that it'll be airing in the 2023-2024 cycle. So essentially from the fall until May. They do things sometimes. Actually, Phil's other show, Amazing Race, just got renewed mm-hmm. for the season that had already been filmed. It was so, soft-launched, uh, Tough as Nail season five, and now. Yeah, yeah, but I don't believe season five's actually been filmed yet. So who knows? Maybe we'll be talking about this a year from now. Maybe we'll be talking about it next summer. I'm not entirely sure, but very happy, especially after probably the most competitive Tough as Nail season we have ever seen. I'm really excited to see where they go for number five. Yeah, also in the headlines this week, also uh, The Amazing Race officially uh, renewed for... Now, that's not the season that they've already filmed, or... uh, No, it is. Okay. Well, I should hope they renew it. I mean, they already filmed it. Well, with Amazing Race, it's one of those things where even if they don't officially renew it, they can bring it back whenever they want. Mm -hmm. So it's like, we're just going to sit on this season for up to two years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We just saw this happen with season mm-hmm. 32, right? That thing was in the can for as long as, uh, I don't know, Sinethia's been a carpenter, basically. <laughs> uh, and they decided, okay, we're, we're going to dust this off. It's a pandemic. We'll allow this season to air. So, yeah, I mean, I would imagine they were allowed, you know, the, the network has to pay for this. So I imagine they were in some inclination ready to bring back the show at some point. But now, officially, we're going to be getting another double dose of Phil for the 2023-2024 television season. Okay. Put that man on Paramount. Yeah. Please. Please. Before it's too late. Okay. All right. Um, let's start with our headlines at this hour. Uh, the winner of Tough as Nails, season four, it's George. Congratulations to George ending up as uh, the winner of the season. Jess, uh, are you celebrating at your house tonight? Well, yeah, I mean, we're fans of anybody named George. Mm-hmm. It's it's a banner night. Um, obviously, it would be hard not to root for the guy. He had such a compelling story, really exciting competitor. And I, everybody was great, but George was extra great tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mike, I felt like that uh, Sergio also, uh, uh, a like co-win for him, uh, very pumped up. Yeah, I honestly, like, my heart swelled a little bit when he's, like, shouting to him, like, mijo, which, for those that don't speak Spanish, like, is a very affectionate term that people give, which is sort of technically a mashup of my son. And the fact that we had this conversation last week, right, with Sergio and George talking about how, like, they fill in each other's holes in their lives with the people that they lost. I thought that was an incredibly sweet moment. Of course, it's always nice when the sort of underdog team, the one that doesn't win the big prize does have the symbolic win, like seeing dirty hands, putting their dirty hands all over each other and excitement, watching George ascend that rope ladder was really nice to see, but it came at the end of fittingly for this season, an incredibly neck and neck finish. I might go down now and saying that I think the toughest nails final gauntlet might be like my favorite individual challenge on a CBS reality show. Wow. I mean, it, it has yet to like dull any excitement for me. I think it's it's really well done. I think it's really plotted out nicely. And as we see here, it leads to like 
pulse-pounding, heart-beating moments where three of these guys are right there with the car in front of them and $200,000. And all it comes down to is one knot at the end, and that's what leads to victory and defeat. Mm-hmm. Makes me very nervous. I feel like there's a lot of like uh, sawing and racing at the same time. Like uh, there's some moments where like these guys get like the hacksaw and they're like going crazy. And uh, I'm like, uh, please, I don't want anybody to lose a finger on this. There have been so many moments on Tough as Nails. I feel like Tough as Nails always has that extra layer. And it's the thing that people used to say about Survivor where they were like, we're pretty sure someone's going to resort to cannibalism or starve to death out there or something. But I think tough as nails is it's on that same, you get in that same kind of tension headspace of somebody might hurt themselves tonight. This could be the night when it really happens. <laughs> is that what people want to see? People don't want to see it. Yeah, it's really, it's, it's, like an ASMR. Yeah, it's an ASMR thing almost like you don't want to see it. But the idea that it might happen like gives you this like frisson. Mm-hmm. Mm. I, for me, it was less about the saw and more so about the I beam they had to cross, uh, free walking style without any sort of harness or equipment. Yeah, because yeah, they didn't harness up until after they got the net down. Right. I was most worried about Jake uh, getting across uh, the beam. <laughs> seemed like that. Uh, like uh, he seemed like that. That maybe that was not his thing, and he was like definitely trying to make up some time uh, there. In the final challenge. But really, I think the uh, big moment uh, from that final, um, you know, gauntlet that they went through was Mr. and George are really neck and neck. And Mr. is, you know, pulling his rope through and then hits the dreaded knot. And for all intents and purposes, it was over right there, Mike. Yeah, I, I love the cinematography, though. It is really weird to say on paper. Yeah, the most climactic moment of a final challenge. The difference between $200,000 and Bupkiss was a knot in a rope. But I thought it was done really well. The slow-mo shot of the knot just thudding against the post and then, like, everyone just being crestfallen, cutting to Mr., who is, like, beyond words. And this is Mr. Frost, the man who is of a thousand sounds, essentially. Him just silently stunned standing there trying to think about the the one tangle that led to him losing out on the money. It was really epic to see. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's akin to some of those great sports competitions, right? Where it often comes down to like the final drive. Probably a uh, more interesting outcome, Rob, than the Super Bowl here. No officiating. No flag thrown on this. Yeah. Yeah, nothing under fire here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No holding. No, it was... It was all very exciting and very close, and then it was not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if Mr. is ready for that. No, um, probably too soon. Sorry, Mr. Too soon. Okay, uh, so George ultimately ends up being uh, the toughest dance winners, but it, it was a uh, you know a big night uh, through two hours of tough as nails. Should we go back through the two hours? Yeah, because Mr., I would say, up until 10.55 p.m. had a pretty dang good night, considering he he single-handedly won $19,000 for himself in the process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not too shabby. Um, we had the, the teams facing off for one more team challenge, uh, even though the $60,000 price had already been decided. But it was the classic battle of the trade. This time... The three disciplines, Jess, of course, the big three disciplines in the trades, chopping wood, pulling weight and cutting tires. 
Ah, yes, the three genders. <laughs> uh, this is interesting because I'm of two minds. I love the tradition of the Battle of the Trades. It's a neat idea, a neat game format. I like that we're trying to make a thing happen here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But there's an element of tough as nails that is really special about the show that gets lost in these last two episodes. And we need to figure out how to tie it all together somehow. And that is the sort of how it's made slash dirty jobs slash today. We're going to learn how people do a job kind of thing. There's nothing educational about the battle of the trades. They're doing stuff we already did. And we're just kind of doing it round Robin style. And I really found myself missing that element of today we're going to go to this place where these people do this thing every day that you never thought about that's really, really hard and you're going to figure out how to do it. And I, it took me out of it a little bit. Yeah. I will say that much. I do like ending with it, though. Like we Mm -hmm. talked about with the log song back in season one, I really like the 1v1 showdowns. I think as much as we talked about there not being a lot of team interaction either amongst the teams or within the teams, I did sort of like the pseudo rivalries that were kind of called out amongst all of this. And I really liked something that I actually just saw recently in a RuPaul's Drag Race Lala Perusa episode, which is, okay, one person picks their opponent and then that person picks the trade to do. Because I think there actually is some fun strategy in that, right? Of like, Allie picking Laura because it's, hey, these two trades I know she's not good at. And, you know, then Laura saying, okay, let me pick the thing that I know Allie doesn't have experience with. So that way we're at least on even playing ground. I think there's some fun gameplay elements about that that have been mixed in much like all of season four. I agree with you to a certain extent, Jess. I felt better about it that it was like part of the finale because then it makes it just feel more like something completely different. I just wonder how could we still include those 1v1 matchups but then also do a, hey, isn't this job and occupation and industry interesting? Well, they did this kind of in season one because it was all lumberjack stuff. Yeah, but I like the diversity of activities because yeah. I think with that, it's like, you know, arm yeah. strength and momentum and all that stuff. I like the fact that, again, there was choice involved as to what you could do. So maybe you just pick an industry that has a number of jobs that you're able to do within this little quarry that they were in and then do it that way. Yeah, I will remind you in season one, Mike, they had uh, multiple different types of lumberjacking going on. Yeah, they, they were there were multiple many saws. Yeah, there were axes and saws <laughs> and some other thing that I'm not remembering. Yeah. What was confusing to me was, okay, it was head to head. Okay, pick your battle, pick your battle, pick your battle. And then there was like one round in the middle where, okay, now do everything. Uh, and then after that, we went back to like solo rounds. I like, I kind of feel like that the two-pointer, I, I guess maybe like they felt like, okay, well, maybe if, if we do the two-pointer too late, it could be out of hand. But it just seemed weird that they did the big uh, two-pointer, all the disciplines in the middle. No, I I actually, I think it makes sense, though, if you plot it out. Because, so it ended up being, what, like, four to three by the time they went into that final one. If Laura had beat Allie in that final activity, it would have been four to four. And then it would have been the, you know, all the trades for all the marbles. And I think that's the outcome they wanted to go for from a TV perspective. And maybe they hedged their bets of, like, Literally everything has been close this season. It'll probably come down to this sudden death thing. It just didn't get to that point. So I agree. I initially was like, why are we resetting back here? But I would imagine they were trying to build towards this hopeful outcome of, okay, it's all on the line. This one person has to do all three tasks for the win. 
Mm -hmm. I can fix this. Yes. I know how to fix this. You make that one of the options. Like you, you know, person A on Savage Crew gets to pick their opponent from Dirty Hands. Their opponent from Dirty Hands can choose. They can choose task A, task B, task C, or they can throw down the gauntlet and you get triple points, but you Mm -hmm. have to do all the things. Oh, like the old double dare. Exactly. We're going to double dare into the physical challenge. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can they do it multiple times? Do we have enough time to do multiple, uh, all three? I mean, portions of the competition not affecting the outcome are always edited (laughs) out of the program, Rob. I don't know if they have enough of those prop giant stakes. That's the thing that I was intrigued by is I guess the stakes were raised literally in this finale. I did not realize that I guess the, you know, thing to represent tough as nails is the stake. It's to the, what survivor is to the torch. Big brother is to the key. I suppose Tough as Nails now is the giant giant nail. nail. It's a giant nail. Yes. So what is Amazing Race in this equation? Hmm. I feel like I guess it's the clue. I feel like it's usually when people talk about like a symbol for the show, like an emoji that's affiliated with it. I feel like it's usually like the globe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, I, show's I, so, the show's so transient that it's tough to find like a recurring prop besides the I gnome. do feel like they really, in these two hours, tried to make the uh, giant steak a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the same way they tried to make the giant bag a thing. <laughs> and it, it was unsuccessful, and so they made it smaller. Maybe mm-hmm. they were just fearful there was a vampire amongst the cast, and so mm. they really wanted to like put the fear of life into yeah, them. Yeah, it's not like, a wooden hey. steak, Mike. I mean, I think the material of steak doesn't necessarily matter. Yeah, I think no, I'm pretty sure it does. Yeah, right. I feel like any, I think like any steak will do, depending any on the steak? vampire. Like, what about like a tuna steak? Hmm. I think I, I think if it just goes through the heart, I think it's okay. I don't know if the wooden property necessarily is the thing that's going to deteriorate a vampire. I mean, it depends on your mythology, Mike, because I believe like the Stoker vampire, it's got to be a wooden steak. Mm-hmm. Um, and rice vampires, you can stab them in the heart all you want. They're still going to be alive. Um, don't know what they did with them in Salem's Lot. Should that be one of the three disciplines of like kill a vampire? I like this. It, it, yeah. Different kinds of vampires. Like, are you killing Lestat? Are you killing Edward Cullen? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would. I, I would love this actually. If we do one week, that's like. Theme park workers are an all-time beleaguered industry. You're going to walk through Fright Nights at Six Flags and stake as many vampires as you can. Load mm-hmm. up this truck for the haunted hayride. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, so we had our battles. Uh, I guess we can go through uh, some of the highlights. Uh, Alima versus Beth. Uh, of course, Beth. Uh, this was a uh, showcase for her. Probably uh, the last real highlight she has uh, over the course of the season. Um, Beth uh, gets it done. She left it all on the field, too. Mm-hmm. I was impressed by this showing. Mm-hmm. Alima yeah, had an issue with her glove getting caught also. Yeah, it clipped out. Uh, and uh, Beth, I think, showcased the optimal strategy for the spool, right? Which was to like, sort of like the the wheel on the Price is Right, right? You reach up as high as you can, and then just there was take a lot of that tonight, also. You know, yeah, it, was uh, big really, night, it was a big night for spinning wheels, spinning wheels for George and Mister too. Um, all right, then we had uh, the first of two matchups between Allie and Laura. This one goes to Laura, but sets up uh, the climactic battle between Allie and Laura later. 
Yeah, and this is something we've seen, right? This is, I remember, an overtime challenge from the first couple seasons of when they were talking about the bead. I'm like, okay, I know about the bead. I remember the bead. Survivor 44 isn't on yet, but we're already talking about beads. Yeah. Phil was standing by with a fire extinguisher also in case uh, this was going to... Um, what was going to burst into flame? The, the, the tire? I mean, anytime you're grinding something, I think you get sparks. Yeah, okay. friction does, I think, you know, create heat. But shouldn't he have given it to Ellery? Could, didn't Ellery have a better <laughs> use of the fire extinguisher than Phil? Yeah, I, I feel like if they thought it was a real danger, I don't think they would have entrusted it to Ellery Phil. is standing by with the fire <laughs> extinguisher. <laughs> Okay. That could have been a, a rare opportunity for a joke that Phil missed, in my opinion. <laughs> um, in the third battle, we saw Sergio versus Jake. Jake, uh, he, the Jake wasn't messing around tonight. Yeah. I mean, the, the one thing to take away here, right, was Sergio says, oh, I should swing this like a sledgehammer. Cut to Jake saying, you should not swing it like a sledgehammer. That's what ends up doing uh, Laren in as well, right? That if you try to treat the blunt object like the sharp object, you're going to have a bad time. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I would not have known that. Yeah, I think because it's... News I think to me. Mm -hmm. I think because there's a there's like a fine point to it. It's more about the leverage and less about, again, like the brute force that it would take. So he talks about like swinging it over your shoulder like you're one of the seven dwarves. Doesn't matter as much as like the easy over the head and down, which I think allows the the point to more finely, evenly hit. The Mike, wood. I feel yeah. like you're ready to go. And it's where you it's where you hit it, too. It's like yeah. where you hit it wood wise, because if you get it clean in there, it's going to split it down the middle yeah mm -hmm. and rob just said i am wood wise <laughs> yeah i i don't think anybody would accuse you of being wood dumb <laughs> all right uh so we then we had ellery versus laren here in the battle of all three disciplines and for uh ellery uh this was a, a high point i think in the show for him as well I mean, by comparison to what's gonna happen to him i guess <laughs> i mean in the series i think yeah, he did have uh, that win in the very beginning, uh, or not the, in the very beginning, the one that he made redemption for losing for before. That was a really good one. But yeah, I like this, you know, the oldest contestant versus the youngest one and the fact that he was able to, we've talked about Lair in this entire season and the fastness that he had. But yeah, it seems like Ellery was able to get the jump on him. And I agree, it was a very good look for him. Obviously, the best look he's going to have in the next mm -hmm. hour or so. You know, then... We had George versus Mister. Some foreshadowing, Jess. We didn't even realize it at the time. Yeah, I mean, I think the two of them have kind of cultivated. They've been cultivating that all season, whether or not it was something they were really cultivating or something they're subconsciously setting us up for. But mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, and it kind of ends in a similar fashion where it's very, very close, and like uh, Mister ends up like uh, having like a bad move where I think he tried to then just like rip the tire with his bare hands um, <laughs> and uh, ultimately he came up short and George gets the best of him for uh, the first of a couple times tonight. Yeah, he tried to be Mr. Hulk, but he <laughs> ended up being more so Mr. Banner. Yeah. So ultimately, George ends up winning that one. Uh, it's, uh, you know, down to one win away for Dirty Hands. We get Sanithia versus Renee and Renee with uh, the win. 
Yeah, I think this was one of those things, right, where it came down to they were hauling a percentage of their body weight as well. So I think, again, if you didn't have that good leverage, I think Beth has that good, to use one of Phil's power slogans, power to weight ratio. Mm -hmm. uh, I think she she has that in spades, uh, despite the fact that she might have a slighter frame. And I think that combined with Sinithia perhaps gassing out on the spool allowed Renee to take it here. I think definitely... Unfortunately, probably the the lone highlight moment for both of these two. I did think it was interesting that the last two people to go up against each other were the first two people eliminated from the season in general. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, then we end up with for all the marbles, uh, Ali versus Laura, part two, uh, and this is going to be in Ali's wheelhouse. Jeff's chopping the wood. Yeah, this was. As exciting as watching somebody do chores can be, this was very exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we go back and forth. Uh, it turns out, Mike, that the winning strategy, Allie had the uh, the right hand, hands to the left hand, the relay race. The old Tom Cruise and cocktail approach. <laughs> mm-hmm. She's got tricks that she pulled up on her grandparents' farm back in the day. Yeah, around the shoulder, shaking it up. <laughs> uh, Mike, did you ever watch that movie? I've seen bits and pieces. I feel like I feel like I've not seen the thing in full. Yeah, Jess, have you seen that movie? I don't remember if I've actually seen it or not. But it's when I was, I've seen a lot yeah. for some reason, I don't know why. <laughs> when yeah. I was twelve, I owned the soundtrack on cassette, but mm -hmm. I don't recall if I've actually it was, it ever was seen the entire in thing. in the collection of movies. That I, I don't know why we had the VHS tape, but mm. during my uh, you know formative college years, when we didn't pay the cable bill, uh, that happened to be. <laughs> a movie that was uh, like one of the movies that we had. Yeah. Well, I also, I famously loathe Tom Cruise, so oh. I wasn't going to seek that one out. Okay. All right. Um, so ultimately for Allie, she gets the win. She gets to hold the money and even gets to shake Phil's hand. Yeah. She's been waiting to do that this entire time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you're not allowed to and until you do, I guess. <laughs> yeah, Phil, maybe talk about Double Dare. Is Phil the Mark Summers type to be like, you can't touch me. You have dirty hands. <laughs> I think Phil is uh, very giving with the handshakes of uh, the Duffers and Nails contestants. I'd, but I'd wager Phil would even hug you if you wanted. Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, maybe not on The Amazing Race, but certainly here on Tough as Nails. And uh, I, but I wonder, is it like, is it like a coffee is for closers thing? Is it like, uh, <laughs> is it like a Hollywood handshake of like, Hey, oh. <laughs> you know, all you only, only winners get to shake my hand. You get the fill pat, the pat on the back. If you do, if you win the challenge for your team. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So congratulations to Allie. And, uh, so that was a, uh, you know, nice victory for, uh, dirty hands here. Yeah, and they didn't win the 60000 at the end of the day, but they still made sure that we are now four for four in the teams going five and four in the end, that there has never been a blowout season of Tough as Nails. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch, find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Let's talk about the individual challenge. Uh, we went from five to four in the first hour, and uh, we had to install some HVAC. Uh, and so... Really, this competition uh, was going to determine uh, who's going to go into the overtime to be eliminated before we got to our final hour. And really, uh, for this task, uh, I, I don't know how like visually stimulating uh, this was. Uh, connecting the uh, like the the HVAC. Um, I, I know for Ellery, this one was a challenge. Yeah, this one. Yeah, not terribly fun to watch this one. And again, devoid of any kind of context. Mm -hmm. It's like, just go to this place and do a chore. And we don't get to meet like, you know, our stalwart HVAC Mm. men and women who keep this country running. Keep this country cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, the the only thing that made this entertaining was Mr. trying to be the Michael Winslow of the season and just shouting and grunting his way through the entire time. Yeah, all I have in my notes for this challenge is Mr. Loud Noises. Yeah, Mr. Makes Loud Noises and Ellery can't work his elevator, which, you know, um, kind of feel like that uh, they don't have anything like this on the fire truck. No, they have a pole. Mm, that's in the fire yeah, house, they're going though. down. They have the yeah. ladder that they're used to climbing. Mm, yeah. They don't have an elevator on the... Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't. They don't really work in scissor lifts. I don't think any hydraulics are really used within the firefighting industry. But the, the, the ladder kind of doesn't. The ladder sort of do that, but mm-hmm. it's a different mechanism. Different mechanism, you know. And then whenever somebody's doing like an out of the box strategy, it's either going to like go really great or uh, not work out. For Ellery, yeah. putting the thing together on the floor uh, was not the right move. But that's the fun of Tough as Nails is because we're all Sam so damn ignorant about these things that we don't know well, what the right work. strategy is. It sounds like a good idea at the time. And then, yeah. oh, no, Ellery, you probably shouldn't have put the pieces together on the ground first. Mm. Yeah, and this is this is another case of those, um, like, you know, you watch enough Great British Bake Off and you're just yelling at people like, you know, don't use the Genoese sponge. It's far too delicate. And this is the same thing. I, I feel like you could get very head up into like, don't put the little round thing on it first. Just slide it in. Why are you putting it together on the ground first? What's wrong with you? Yeah, because like, you get yeah, it together on the ground. Like, yeah, I don't know yeah. how you get it up on the ceiling then. Yeah, I mean, maybe he's banking on it being together a little bit more and you could just like heft it all up in one piece. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. just yeet it up there. I don't know. <laughs> Kobe. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, for Mister, uh, he ends up acing this one. He's going to the final four. Uh, he wins nine k here. Um, then uh, I feel like that they uh, just kind of like uh, yada yada. Uh, Laren and George also advance. Yeah, I think for Mister, I mean, this ended up being like a backdoor five hole for him because he used to be a pipe fitter before he was and a welder. And also, it's HVAC, and he is Mister Freeze, Mike. Yeah, do you think they missed the opportunity to install the HVAC for those ceiling tiles that they put in a couple of episodes ago over at the carpentry school? They should have gone back. Yeah, they should have been like, all right, well, we realized we forgot to put the HVAC in. Mm-hmm. We put the vents in, so here you have to do our dirty work for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could have been good to be continued. Yeah. Two part or episode. at least it could have been like, if you were paying attention in this task, this will help you on a future task. Oh, mm-hmm. should there have been a memory challenge? Sure. <laughs> yeah. Or not even just a memory challenge, but like a, you know, if you if you figured out a trick to this, you could, because I feel like so much of Tough as Nails is just, this is a trick I learned from this totally unrelated thing that I do in my job every day and it translates like mm-hmm. translatable skills is the foundation on which tough as nails is built. Can I share something interesting that tough as nails may be like uh, really like ahead of its time and could mm. be like a real trend setting show because that chat GPT has, you know, been such a phenomenon and there's like a lot of like white collar work that it turns out like oh, might end up like uh, not being as difficult to replace as previously thought. And I was watching a video recently where they said that actually the people who are going to be the highest paid people in the country are going to be the people that do the blue collar jobs because that chat GPT can't do that. Yeah, I saw a blue-collar worker make $200,000 in one night. In one night. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I feel like the the meme for years and years was that if you were working on like an assembly line in a factory floor, that was where a robot was going to replace your job. <laughs> yeah. And it turns out, no, like all the content creators are going to get wiped out by the AI. The ultimate irony that mm-hmm. we couldn't write, but I'm sure an AI did. Hoisted mm-hmm. by our own petards. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, tough as nails. Uh, this was the first in trying making the trade sexy again, and now uh, it turns out that that's the way to go. Well, we were laying a lot of pipe, which was sexy. Mm-hmm. And twenty years from now, it's going to be you know Rob has ductwork. <laughs> well, um, Rob, Rob might be chased out of the game sooner rather than later. Apparently, sooner, according to recent later. news. Yeah, uh, and look, I'm ahead of the game. I've watched four seasons of Tough as Nails. Okay, so I'm ready to go back into the trades. And as I've learned that you know it doesn't matter what you were doing before, you know you can pick up any of these trades in a couple of years, and you're ready to go. Be an apprentice. Just don't lay your HVAC out on the floor before mm-hmm. the scissor lift. And that's all you need to know. Yeah. Well, you learned it. So now you're good to go. Now we learned it. Okay. All right. We get our first OT of the night. Uh, and we're going to see Ellery versus Jake. Building a WeWork table, basically. Yeah. I felt like this was kind of a random thing on Tough as Nails. Of like, yeah. Make purpose. a table. I'll- yeah, I only know one woman whose job is tables, and we don't typically ask about that. Uh, yeah, this was this was odd. This is more so like, hey, can we make craft services <laughs> furniture mm-hmm. happen? We're putting up the lunch right now, and our tables broke. So, and if you also guys want to do that. Also, there are pipes for some reason. Hmm. Yeah. And so, all right, we have to make the table, and it looked like the, the most uh, dramatic moment was that Jake 
didn't realize that he had the wrong piece of pipe. Uh, and everybody was uh, like, oh, we can't say anything. Uh, and then he figured it out. Yeah. That was it. Now, if the team members did say something, would they receive like a three-hour penalty? I'm not sure how that translates from the Amazing Race to Tough as Nails. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, I think that everybody's on the honor system, Mike. Yeah, these are two honor. These are two honorific people. They're not in that capacity from other strategic reality shows. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ultimately, Ellery gets eliminated, and Jake is moving on to the final four. Good run for Ellery, oldest member of the cast, right? Yeah. I think he did great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really touching to see the way that things ended with like, again, this big, stoic, 54-year-old veteran and a firefighter like buckled over in tears just because he realized how much people loved him. And I think he puts forward like this, this really nice idea that no matter how old you are, this idea of masculinity and not showing your feelings is something that should not be espoused in this modern day and age and the fact that he learned that like he can be free with his emotions and let the people in his life love him for who he is is something that he needed and should have Mm -hmm. okay let me go and talk about our second hour here and uh we are going to have the battles out here uh of uh how do you work in excavator okay let's see uh who can do the excavator battle and then also at the same time there's a little bit of a physical component of uh moving all of these heavy uh with the bags of cement okay I've, I've got i've got a problem yeah it's concrete mix but it's not spec mix mm. oh like did we did we have a falling out with spec mix <laughs> Yeah, yeah I think. I, well, you know what they said? Stop using our damn theme song for every other moment it comes down. That was our thing, Phil. And you're mm-hmm. using it for this random biker man and his son? Mm-hmm. I feel insulted. Yeah. Is spec mix heavier than concrete? I think they all come in like the same. Mm. I think they're all kind of parceled out the same. Yeah, it's the old uh, pound of feathers versus a pound of cement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yesterday morning, I, I texted a photo to to Rob and Mike of a giant pallet of spec mix that was in my subway station. I was very excited. Mm-hmm. So just how many of those did you carry at a time on the subway? Um. Well, they asked me to do it one at a time because they wanted to be very, very careful. But I thought it'd be much faster if I just like took the whole pallet yeah. at once. Yeah Jake, is kind of, Jake, yeah, Jake is kind of a walking OSHA violation. The more I think about <laughs> it, this man is kind of just bumbling his way about, uh, try to tripping over things, you know, forgetting about things here. Yeah. He's possibly giving himself a hernia, him and Laren, but he gets the job done, which I think is all that matters in Tough as Nails. Yeah. Okay. So these heats were decided by, you know, uh, pulling a, a steak all those those tra- textbook stakes. Yeah, I, I, I kind of thought Mister was gonna get to pick who he wants. He just got to pick what stake he was gonna like select first. I feel like we've done this a lot, right? That like this final individual challenge is usually a two v two. I know one time it was like a literal two v two, and then the two winners ended up being safe. But I don't know. It's an odd thing. I kind of would prefer just like a, a individual showdown instead of two randomly decided heats. Hmm. I mean, maybe there was a safety reason they couldn't do that. Like, I think they only had two excavators. This could be like, 
they don't have, you know, Tough mm-hmm. as Nails has a budget, but they don't have a budget for four excavators. Yeah, Tough as Nails season one, I remember it was a forklift challenge. You had mm-hmm. to like navigate yes. the forklift, uh, and that was and whoever then, was the slowest. Yeah. season two was the was the the lineman challenge, which yes. was they did they did in pairs together, and then season three, I believe they did. Uh, I think they did like a skid steer loader. I want to say so. They really do love like operate this heavy machinery. Mm-hmm. For the final individual challenge. Yeah. Yep. And we've all had toddler boys in our lives, so we know what all these pieces of equipment are. <laughs> yeah. I've uh I have experienced a lot of blippy in my life. The word excavator is burned a uh, hole in my memory uh, at this point. Blippy. Okay. Blippy's the worst. <laughs> yeah. All right. So in he one, we had George versus Jake. Uh, what were those things that they had to put onto uh, like uh were they cannonballs? What what were these things? Orbs, yeah, giant they, pinballs. They, they love stakes and orbs in this finale because they had to pull the orbs on the tires with the giant spools, and now they had to delicately place the orb onto these little pipes. It almost reminded me of okay, all your crew didn't show up for the job you have to do, so you have to do it all yourself, both mm-hmm. operate the excavator and also haul a combined what, like three hundred pounds of sandbags from one thing to another. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so Jake was the one that had the experience uh, working the excavator, but you know George uh, was no slouch. He picked it up on the fly. He must have played skill crane. <laughs> well, it's also again they talk about like a gentle hand to be able to delicately place this. That ball is not Jake. Of- nope, Jake's nope. hands are not dirty, but they are not gentle. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, Jake gets the win in the first heat. Uh, second heat ends up being Laren versus Mister. And uh, Laren is also like he's putting his uh, football practice to good use here as he's like uh, carrying all of these uh, bags around. Yeah. He's like, do you even lift, bro? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mister couldn't believe it how much uh, Laren was carrying him. Yeah, and maybe it was, I don't know, a bit of like subliminal psychology for me. Once Laren talks about deadlifting, I swear, I don't know if it was the shirt he was wearing, but he looks so much more jacked in that challenge oh. than I think I've ever seen him. Maybe it's also because usually in the individual challenges, he's kind of wearing the looser diesel mechanics uniform. Whereas here, like he had it tucked in and he had the suspenders on, a la <laughs> Blippy, perhaps. <laughs> okay. God, there's one person I hate more than Tom Cruise. <laughs> it's blippy. Oh, imagine, bl- it's imagine blippy. blippy and cocktail. That'd be Chess's worst nightmare. <laughs> My God. <laughs> All right. Uh, so finally, uh, it's Laren versus George here. Uh, and also, Mr. is going to pick up some money also for uh, doing this. Uh, and so, uh, you know, Mr., uh, you know, nice consolation prize, I guess. Yeah, he won that and he won, you know, uh, all the team amounts that he won so far as well. So, yeah, he might be like the the second most winningest contestant in uh, Toughest Nails history, considering that this season was the first one that they started putting individual cash prizes for the winners. Mm-hmm. Okay, then finally uh, we get uh, where it is going to be now. Uh, Laren versus George. Okay. Uh, and ultimately, uh, they're going to have to, uh, remove the stake from the cement with the jackhammer. It's more, more stakes. Mm-hmm. The stakes get higher and higher every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
And again, George, uh, very shorthanded here. Uh, he's just like breaking off bigger pieces than Laren is able to. Um, ultimately, um, we see one point where uh, George got like the jackhammer stuck. Looked like yeah, some Laren- trouble for George for a second. A lot of, a lot of, like one of the themes this episode was people with a cutting implement getting stuck in the thing they're trying to cut. Mm-hmm. This happened a few times. Yeah. I wonder how often it happens to the professional jackhammers. Probably not very often. Mm-hmm. I think they, they, can, they handle their jackhammer better, but they're not going to get it stuck in concrete. You would think so, but I mean, who's to say? Uh, who even knows? Who knows? I mean, they're also not doing it at like the pace that these two were of like, oh my God, I have to do it faster than this other jackhammer guy. Or yeah, mm-hmm. you're, you're very rarely timed when it comes to using a jackhammer. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it did seem to me that like Laren for a while was trying to was trying to big brain this. Mm-hmm. He was trying to figure out like he was thinking of it the same way they were thinking of splitting the wood. He's like, is there a way I can work smarter and like get the right piece of concrete out? And I think there probably was. I just don't think you're going to figure it out when you need to do this in 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I think George was trying to just go for like the fault lines to break off the big pieces. Laren was trying to essentially circle around the middle for the first one. I think of like if I did a hole big enough a divot around the stake then i can just pull it out like the sword in the stone uh, and then he quickly realized no that's not the way to do it mm-hmm. excalibur should the that be a tough as nails challenge mike that pulled, maybe a, yeah tough as nails uk maybe <laughs> <laughs> this is the inevitable tough as nails quest crossover mm-hmm, finally <laughs> the and- royalty serve a tough <laughs> role in this nation so uh, finally, George ends up winning this thing uh, and Laren is eliminated. The thing that really blew my mind was that, you know, they're like, hey, Laren, don't worry. Like, you're you're only 22. It's like, what? Laren is 22? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, that was, I mean, he's a very mature guy. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, this guy, I don't know if it's like the facial hair. He looks significantly older. I think if you looked at the cast and said, who's the youngest person? The first one would obviously go to Allie. I yes. would not think that Larry was the Laren was the baby of the cast. Yeah. And Allie is so much older than Laren that they could practically not have gone to high school at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Laren being 22 is like, uh, just like completely blew yeah. my mind. God, he, can ju- <laughs> he can just legally drink. Mm-hmm. I think of what I was doing when I was 22. Yeah. He probably, he's not old enough probably to rent a car, but can drive all these other construction vehicles around. Right. He, I mean, he just did not, I mean, this is a compliment. Um, he, he did not come across like a kid on the show. Like I, I thought that he was like, you know, a peer of like uh, all the other people that are on the show. Who yeah, knew? He, yeah. It's, it's incredible. Well, I think also one of the things about working in the trades is I feel like it does working it's at a job. Not the years, that it's tough, the mileage. Exactly. It, puts, it imbues you with a sense of gravitas because you are responsible for so much directly like in your hands at any given moment. And it's like, if I screw up at my job, what is going to happen? Like a word is going to be spelled wrong on a website. Mm-hmm these people screw up at their jobs. Like somebody probably dies. So mm-hmm. I can so see where it might. On hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, it, it's a good point. Also think about the fact that, yeah, Laren, I believe, said he was like Quincy, right, was going to go to college due to his football scholarship, ended up, you know, not happening. So he's probably been working as a diesel mechanic for about four years, uh, which is a fair amount. I mean, I think his sort of contemporary uh, counterpart as well as George, who was only 24 and won the show. And he talks about- George is only 24? George is 24 years old. Wow. Yeah, this was the season of the kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, yeah, Jess and I talked about this actually uh, back in the early days, right? When I think there was another challenge like Allie did really well in uh, of like, oh, this could be the season where usually we're looking towards the, the elder statesman of the crowd. This time it might be the kids' time to take over. And this season truly felt like it. But I think it's because George certainly had his own, I think, unprecedented situation, right? Where he had to step into a very mature role early on. Plus, he dropped out of college and has worked for several years in his job as well. So age really is just a number in Tough as this Nails. This is and that the Gen Z Tough as Nails cast. And yeah, no, no cap construction helmet. <laughs> <laughs> Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let's talk about the final challenge. Uh, We get our final three headed to the gauntlet. It's George. It's Jake. It's Mr. Okay. Uh, Phil tells us as they come in, here come a bunch of badasses. Welcome to the gauntlet. I feel like whenever Phil is introducing a challenge in his head, the spec mix song is playing regardless of whether or not it's actually playing. Well, I don't know if you noticed this, but as they were going into the HVAC challenge, there's a shot of Phil just going, yeah, tough as nails. (laughs) 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 He loves his work. You forget what show you were on mm-hmm. for a second? Did your mind just go to, uh, to the amazing race of what you had to plan for? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's as tough as nails, right? Yep. Okay. We're at the pier, right? We're ready to go for the gauntlet. And look what's here. It's an all-new Ford Super Duty truck, one of the coveted prizes for the winner of Tough as Nails. Now, just as an aside on another podcast I did this week uh, on the most recent Talking with T-Bird, T-Bird and I <laughs> caught up with Yeah Man Chan. Uh, most who, famous truck winner in reality uh, TV history. Yes. Uh, uh, and so he was, we're talking about uh, with Yao Man, of course, obviously the incident with the truck from, and for anybody who doesn't know, uh, back in Survivor Fiji, 
think filmed in 2007. Um, Yao Man won the Ford Super Duty, gave it to another contestant and made a deal. Uh, the deal did not go through and it was kind of like a controversial moment in the season. And Yao Man told a story on the podcast and said that at the at the finale, there was a spokesperson from Ford that asked that they do not refer to the car as being a Ford Super Duty and just refer to it as the truck. Oh, uh, and this was also, I believe, the right, final the that time. The, yeah, yes. that ended the car prime. Ford was like, "We're done. We're spec mixing right now. We're out of here." <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's just so interesting that I didn't click in my head like, "Oh, Ford Super Duty." Oh, it's the same. I mean, they were they were looking for a show to get back in the CBS spec mix, I guess. Uh, so the t- thankfully, tough as nails came along, and no controversies here. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you Mr. want to win a truck, you got to go on tough as nails. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Mr. is a lot like dreams, right? They both did flips after winning a challenge. <laughs> That's true. I think the similarities end there, Mike. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, uh, Mr. Versus Jake versus George. And boy, uh, the gauntlet is really incredible uh you know you gotta break through walls you gotta stack things you gotta drive a car through a wall <laughs> it's my favorite the- yeah. it's my favorite it's nothing to do with skill <laughs> it's just drive a car through a wall I- i'm reasonably certain of all the tasks on tough as nails i would be the best at that one mm-hmm. yeah. property damage yes <laughs> yes please Sir, you, know, you don't have a driver's license you're like yeah screw it i'm just going in one direction mm-hmm. i can go in one direction into a wall i think i can handle it yeah they make yeah. you Drive the truck through the wall, Jess. Yeah, there's so much to this challenge. Like, I immediately forgot everything he said as soon as the challenge started. It's like, I think we're going to we're gonna break something with a heavy thing. We're going to get a saw to saw through a thing. And we're going to saw through another thing. Got to turn the crank, snap the plank, plank, put the man in the pan, set the trap. <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, it was so much stuff and that was actually fine because once they were doing it it was like every every next thing i'm like oh okay they're doing that thing next and it was fine but it was a lot it is it is a true gauntlet in every sense of the word i really enjoyed the family messages it's sad that we obviously didn't get them in person i think my favorite was mr who got to talk to his wife and children and then we got to see of course his dad who he admires that he works alongside and he says i come from him and I don't know biology that well, but I don't think that's right. Hmm. <sighs> Maybe. <laughs> Dead air while Rob ponders this. <laughs> Metaphorically? I, I guess that's where it goes, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, in a way. Let's let's not get too literal-minded here mm-hmm. in this podcast. I, yeah. Yeah, we have we all have children. We have to deal with this kind of like obtuseness on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe Mister was just not told that when he was a child. Maybe he just yeah. I mean, it's an incomplete understanding of the way things work. Mm-hmm. So we ended up with a spec mixed metaphor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we get to see everybody uh, with their messages from their family. And uh, we start with, with Jake's family, then Mr., then George, and we uh, get going. And uh, right out of the gate, it seems like um, that George is just like a, a man possessed. 
I really like the second it, it the second the competition started. I'm like, this is all over. This is definitely George. But it ended up being a lot closer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mister seems to make up some ground along the way. Yeah, and I think I mean they were pretty all in a good heat early on. Mister actually ended up falling behind initially with the undo the chains on the tires, then put the tires on the car. Uh, during, of course, the best part, driving the car through the wall was great. First with Jake getting to do what was intended, right, of them smashing into the water barrel and creating this big splash. And then Jake being the incredible driver he is, like slowly inching up parking and even beeping the horn and probably putting the parking brake on as he ran out of the car. Well, Phil said that he did a beautiful parking job. He didn't even crash into the water. It's nice that they put the water there, so at least you know how to stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I saw these were not like they didn't give them a, a brand new Ford Super Duty to no. drive into the Beat wall up car to drive. Yeah, this was like driving through the wall. Yeah, these, are, yeah, these, th- these should have been the damn vans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, drive your team's van through a wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it much of a wall or is it just sort of like uh, paper that you like run through at homecoming? <laughs> Presenting to you, Mr. Frost. <laughs> yeah. Okay, um, so they go back and forth uh, that um, uh, George is uh, cutting first. Mr. In true Mr. Fashion, you know, George is cutting first. Mr. He's always doing something different. Like sometimes it's worked, sometimes it hasn't. Yeah, Mr. I think he also got very fortunate that this was a very grind heavy season, both between the cutting of the (laughs) shipping containers and here. Like this was his his catch up moment where he was able to basically get right behind George who also does like like a cop thing and just like burst his way shoulder first through the door once it's like three quarters of the way done Mm -hmm. yeah I can't fault him for trying to cut a corner there Mm -hmm. or trying to not cut a corner grind a corner grind a corner yeah and it's really like a neck and neck uh getting to the cargo nets and uh it really was uh anybody's uh could have been a toss-up but then Mr. just miss he missed she's missed one night. Yeah. I was about ready to get the whole thing up and then he missed her. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so ultimately he knew, couldn't unspool it, it was too late. Uh George ends up with the win, climbing up the cargo net. Cargo net's intense. I I gotta say. It seems odd to me that they're doing all of this dangerous stuff. And then the thing they have to clip in for is the cargo net. Climb the cargo net. Because I know, Rob, you and I are children of the 80s. And it was a very different time back then. But I have distinct memories of being about seven years old and climbing a cargo net to the very top of a gymnasium with no mats underneath and no harness Mm -hmm. of any kind. Yeah, I just wonder maybe if they're just like so gassed at that point, they're worried Mm, about them just like, like falling backwards. It's interesting. I did feel like, I guess, with the exception of Mister, though, with the sounds he's making, you never know if they're good sounds or bad sounds. Like, seems like there there wasn't any at least like visible exertion. I'm thinking back to the first one when like Murph is dripping the entire ionic sea oh level my God. Off, yeah. off his body. These guys seem like fairly cool uh, when it came. We to don't know what the temperature that. like when what month they filmed these in either. Good, good point. Good you point. Know. And LA is weird. It could be like you know uh, like 50 degrees or 80 degrees. So who knows? Uh, must not have been, uh, I guess, with Mr. Frost around, it wasn't uh, too bad this time around. <laughs> yeah, He's he installed cool. that HVAC. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Um, and so ultimately, uh, yeah, George is the winner. Uh, he's got the, the championship belt. I love that tough as nails championship. Uh, you know, he did it for Sergio. Um, and then in the final moments of the show, he said to everybody, you're all hired. Yeah, that's not a good idea. Good, like, cause it's specifically George's construction company. And you've seen some of these people in these challenges. They're good at other things, but maybe not necessarily construction. Mm-hmm. Well, you need to have people that are good at a lot of different things, Mike. Like everybody has their talent. I think he's trying to, maybe he's trying to build up like a general contracting brand. Mm-hmm. And you have people that can do every single piece of the job. I love this for them. In fact, I think there is a real opportunity here. And the Snails community mm-hmm. of alumni from the show, they're pretty tight knit. A lot of them have gone into business together as we see in the yeah. final like Fast Times at Ridgemont High montage at the end. Yeah. Do you think that they should be starting like or or Phil should be starting like their his own like construction company? Yes. And it's basically like, hey, whatever you need, we've got our team. Yes, I think a tough as nails like franchise. Mm-hmm. Come on, that is a winner. Yeah, tough as nails general contractors, right? The other thing that George could easily do is say, "You're all hired because we're taking over the show now, Phil. It's our <laughs> show. There's more of us than there are of you." They're gonna have Look a at me. Look at me. Bargaining. I am the host now. This is George's <laughs> show, mm-hmm. King George. Wow. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna unionize and like and like force leadership out. Mm-hmm. I stole your car, Phil. Mm-hmm. I am the host. Yeah, Phil trying to trying to make the car theft joke happen at the very end was very classic, Phil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also felt bad that he had to take the picture of the cast. Did you see that at one point that he was <laughs> yes. the one behind the camera? Like Phil, there are people to do that. You could get in the picture. Mm-hmm. All right, and that's Tough as Nails season four. There it is. Mm-hmm. All right. What about big picture? Uh, Jess, any thoughts on uh, Tough as Nails season four now that we've seen it from start to finish? Um, I think this is a this is a great new chapter in the Tough as Nails saga. I think we've gotten four very different winners. Like if it was the same archetype every season, I think it would get stale. And I wasn't, of course, I wasn't happy that, you know, we eliminate seven contestants and six of them are women. That was not a great look mm-hmm. for Tough as Nails. But I do think that we had such a great variety of backgrounds and personalities. And to have a winner like George, who's very unlike any of the previous three winners, that was a really fun story to track throughout the season. Yeah. On the subject of uh, so many of the women being eliminated early, do you feel like the show needs to make an adjustment or did they just get unlucky this season? Well, I think you've heard Phil go off about this subject. Yeah, He has very definite opinions on I, he's not going to change anything mm-hmm. to try to wait it for gender. Mm-hmm. And I think I think honestly, and a woman it was did just, win the show in season three. Yeah. I mean, we we had a woman winner, so sexism is over forever. <laughs> the Obama effect. Yes, the Obama effect. Um, but I honestly, I think it was just the way things shook out this season. Like, if it happens again next season, you can find yourself another third chair, but I don't think it will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and also looking at maybe some of the cast from this season, right? You had people like Ali and Sanithia, both of whom were like, 
fairly young in their careers. You had someone like Renee, who perhaps was like one of the, the well, certainly had a lot of strength to her, was someone who perhaps would not necessarily match up to some of the more top-tier members of this cast. I think someone like Alima could be someone that could compete with this group. But that, I think, was an unfortunate circumstance where because of that one challenge where she loses the thing where she was ahead, Otherwise, she makes it into this finale. So, yeah, I think we're not necessarily waving any huge flags yet, but it's something something to note. Okay. Yeah, that actually brings something up, Mike, that I was going to point out, that this is an interesting sliding doors universe as well. In that final gauntlet, they are get to the point where they are smashing the ice block with the sledgehammer, and Phil says, they got to be careful not to break their saw. What mm. happens at that point if somebody does break their saw? You go back to the grinder. You go back. You have to take the grinder up onto the. Yeah, you have to grind the wood. You need a really long extension cord for that. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. Maybe they just have another ice block with the, or they give you the stake and they say, okay. How many saws and blocks of ice could they have? I, I, I'm not sure. Do they, it's have, do they be, have a backup in case one melts? They got to have a backup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you got to have some yeah. on standby. Hmm. Yeah, you got You know, you always throw the first pancake out, right? <laughs> That's what they say. Um, all right, tough as nails. Season four uh, is in the books. Yeah. Uh, we'll see when tough as nails returns uh, for another go round. It has not been filmed yet, correct? Yeah, I don't believe so. But I'm I'm excited. I thought this was a really fun season i think to to you know repeat a point that we made last week i would say that maybe the personalities were not yeah. top tier out of this world um maybe I, I don't know if this is the tail wagging the dog or anything but you know i do feel like we missed out on a lot of those personal sit down moments i feel like we were told a lot of stuff rather than shown a lot of stuff in terms of people's backstories but i am thrilled with george as a winner i thought he has an incredibly unique personality type we talked about this with murph that Reality TV usually is not an introvert's game uh, that they usually do not pick those types of people that are more likely to stand back and just kind of keep to themselves. And that was George. And I loved hearing his story, seeing the fact that he had to grow up really quick and become incredibly competent with what he does and seeing that translate as well. But then also have him hit stumbling blocks too. Everyone went into overtime at one point. This is probably like, the most even field season of Tough as Nails we've ever had, down to how many neck and neck finishes did we have mm-hmm. this entire season? I think that's the mark of a good season of reality TV, in my opinion. I, I still don't know how I'd rank it against the other seasons, but just going off of recency bias, I think it's at least like top two for me. I really enjoyed getting to watch this season. It feels like while they are a well-oiled machine in the way that the show is done, there's also new things being done, like the way strategy is being brought in and some of these new challenges that they're using that makes me excited. I feel like it's hitting the perfect balance. It's taking the axe head and hitting it right at the spot where it should to split the wood into season five. Yeah. Jess, uh, who do you think uh, we could see uh, come back to host some challenges with Phil? Oh, this is a good question. I think we I think we got to see Sergio. Sergio? Like, uh, yeah, Sergio was a big personality. He was a big personality this season. I think we definitely got to see him. Yeah. Um, love to see Ellery come back. I think we're overdue for another firefighting challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Mr. might be good. Mr. might. Yeah, Mr. might yeah. be good. 
they, they'd use him for the welding challenge. Jake would be a great personality. Mm. I have no idea how you do a pipeline challenge. Mm-hmm. If if there's a way to do it, Toughest Nails will figure it out. And I know that Phil is particularly fond of Jake, so I think that is something we could see. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, all right, let's leave it there for Tough as Nails season four. Now, I know you two uh, got together for another podcast uh, this past week as uh, you two are back at it on more adventures together, much like uh, the cast of Star Trek Picard. Getting the old band back together, Rob. Um, I understand that that you were salty that you didn't get to talk about Picard, and so you went off and started your own podcast about it. <laughs> There's a lot of that going on these days. Yeah, exactly. No, no, no PSR, no mm-hmm. PSR fleet. Yes, that only yes. PSR fleet. Well, I guess uh, for people, will check out obviously you talking with Josh Regler. But as a bit of a sneak preview, what did you think about the premiere? Um, I I thought it was fine. Like uh, I found that like I'm a little frustrated with the episodic uh, format of the mm. show. Like I kind of feel like all right, I'm ready. Let's just let's just do it. Uh, and I feel like that the episodes don't really stand alone on like their own two legs. Like uh, a you know um, a tr- like a normal like episodic survive or a Star Trek episode uh, typically do. So I just felt like it was like the start. It was like the first hour of a movie. And I felt like a, a little bit like, all right, this is a frustrating way to experience this. Yeah, that's a, a very similar conclusion that we came to as well. I do wish they had pulled a Star Wars and done the first two episodes dropped at once. Maybe that would help things. But we got Picard and Riker being together as yeah. old fogies. So we can't complain too much. Yeah, fun moments around for sure. Uh, but, you know, I felt like that, like, hey, we, I was told we're getting the band back together. Like, let's... Let's make no, we're it happen. Doing the, we're doing the Blues Brothers, but we're slowly bringing one person in at a time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, of course, uh, there's going to be more Star Trek Picard uh, to come. Uh, so be sure to catch Jess and Mike's coverage of that over on Post Show Recaps. Jess, anything else you're working on? Um, right now, that's about it for me. Um, I kind of have a critical mass of podcasts. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, well to bring uh, in the other side of that equation a uh, man who does not have a critical mass of podcasts yeah Mike? my uh, my pipeline is completely open at this point there's no fasteners it's just like straight flow from one end to the other well i mentioned star wars and we are about to have a lot of star content on our screen soon as the mandalorian is finally returning for season three so I did a kickoff podcast with DM Philly and Brendan Fitzpatrick, basically reminding everyone what happened, as well as maybe filling some people in on what happened on other shows that is vitally important to The Mandalorian for some stupid reason. Uh, but I'm really excited. I've been rewatching the first two seasons, and I, I just forgot how damn good the show is. So that's coming back on Wednesday, March 1st. I'll be doing recaps day of with that with DM Philly. Also covering The Last of Us, which is in its final third, had one of my favorite episodes yet this past week. Covered that with Grace Leader. Also appeared on a RHAP game night with Grace and a bunch of illustrious people. Our own Savage Crew in a manner speaking, playing Sushi Go. That replay is still available. And then we are gearing up, right? Uh, changing hands, much like Allie did with the wood, mm-hmm. as we are hanging up our tough as nails caps and putting on our Survivor buff, Survivor 44, is a week away, airing on March 1st, and we will have our usual coverage. I'll be doing my interviews over at Parade.com. Liana and I already have a B&B up in which we get into a 
ridiculous yet incredibly animated argument uh, for a significant portion of time. So that's going to be a lot of fun. We'll be doing those on the weekends as well. And uh, also be talking Australian Survivor next week, talking about a very different type of George and whether he might have a similar placement finish mm-hmm. in a, a season of television. But what has been an incredible season of Australian yes. Survivor. This George has not declared war yet on uh, the other <laughs> team. So no, I, just, I can't imagine him delivering the same sound bites with the voice that he has and no, vice versa. No. Okay. All right. Uh, and that's going to do it for us here tonight. Of course, uh, check out everything we've gone on over at Rob has a website.com. Uh, it's been so fun to do another season of tough as nails uh, with you both. Hope everybody enjoyed the coverage this season. We'll be back uh, one week from tonight. Uh, we will have our Survivor uh, for first episode recap with Stephen Fishback on uh, Wednesday, March 1st. Uh, take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchases, forward, prohibited by law, 18 plus, terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.